Welcome to, well, a slightly strange-looking Valet Apex this week. I am Neva Sam Fitzpatrick, and we are not in the studio today as much as I have done my best to try and fool you. Um, fortunately, David Sampson's here, so hello, David. Um, hello. But uh, but many of you will not know, but my name is Lee Thompson. I'm normally just hiding in the, uh, the background of all of these sort of productions and doing my best to avoid... Camera, you might know my voice maybe from audio commentary of years, but uh, but yeah, I try to try to avoid the camera. But unfortunately for for everyone else apart from us, pretty much David, there's a bit of sickness floating around today. Eh? So um, we've decided, yeah, no studio broadcast a couple of hours ago, and let's um, let's do a podcast remote. But we did want to do a podcast today because you know it's a big time of year for us, right? It's iRacing new build time. So we obviously covered it in a little bit of detail last week, but we want to go through that a little bit. more more today as well um have david in particular you know running us through just what uh, primarily the new audi are like what's Mugello's like and uh, a couple of other little changes that he's um spotted along the way um and of course as regular viewers will know here at the late apex we'll cover uh, general sim racing news kind of first of all um but uh, then kind of switch in the second half to news from around the apex brands if you like so apex racing tv league academy team and um simulators um but um but yeah we'll, we'll kind of play it by ear and see where the, the conversation takes us david um i mean that's like amazing. i said we'll, we'll start off on that iRacing update since as i said that's for our, our kind of focus uh if you like for now um what takes your fancy first Do you want to talk about the audi in particular or mugello uh, yeah, the Audi. I was I've done ten races in the Audi so far, and I have to say I was impressed. It, I mean, it's an Audi. You're not going to be, yep. you're not you're not blown away. Yes, I do feel they have worked on it, but it has all the Audi characteristics: the braking, the it still has that lazy spin. I mean, I come out of pit road, I was excited to drive it, and I spun it in <laughs> in a practice lap. I'd like to add in a practice yeah. lap, I spun it in the first corner yeah, because I just abused how I come off the throttle. So it's still. It's still an Audi. It's still going to do Audi things. The sound's taken a big boost. It sounds amazing. Um, again, they start... I feel like they add things to sound, but it only comes to new cars. So it's got like this lift-off, I don't know, rattle to it, which it sounds good at first. It can maybe get a little annoying after a while because it's very uh, repetitive, uh, but great car to drive. The thing that stood out to me the most with it, and I think that's going to be the curve for everyone when they realise is... The biggest changes with it were the traction control and ABS, more so the traction control. Um, so pro- people are probably thinking how great the Audi feels, but they need to realize as well that this traction control and ABS has come to all the cars, less prevalent in some. Uh, we'll get to that as I'll quickly skim over my thoughts on them all. But um, So the traction control, well, let me explain the theme, what seems to be the new theme of GT3s, and that's tire degradation and the fall-off. The grip levels stay... I mean, we're still early in. I've only been doing this for two, three days. But the grip levels seem to maintain themselves stronger over a stint. Um, and the uh, the spikes in degradation and temperature are lessened. One, from the new traction control, you can definitely lean on the traction control more. And it still saves you in a, more, in a very familiar way. But what you're going to notice is it's just less lap time loss. It's more a cleaner pickup on how it cuts your... 
engine or power, however it works. I'm not a technician on traction control. I'll just tell you what I do know from sim racing. But it's quicker. So you feel the traction control kick in. But A, you don't hurt your tyres as much. And B, you haven't lost as much lap time. Um, The same is true of the ABS system. But I would say it's too early for me to say if it's better. It's different. Definitely when you're initially braking, let's say in the Merc and the Lambo, there's less of that annoying... ABS that's constantly there at the top end. At the low end, it's still there, maybe less, but I don't know how to explain it. Unfortunately, the word I'm going to use for ABS is different. It's a a learning curve to adapt. But, yeah, and it and um, it feels like at the minute it seems like a, a better different for you. You know, you're feeling like yes. it's it feels a bit more what a bit more natural or like you can push more or or where's yeah, that feeling? Cleaner. That's the best word, I suppose. Like it's less. Like I don't drive GT 3s IRL. Like oh, what? I have no. Oh, what are we even? What are we even doing here? <laughs> exactly. It just feels what I expect it to probably feel like, and a bit more consistent. Like as I say, it, the cars now feel a bit more balanced. The Lamborghini and Merc lately have been. Um, I don't know how the the big. Guy, I don't know how your apex. Uh, how the apex. The ART guys drive that Merc the way they do. They're obviously so progressive with the brake. Something I'm cannot achieve but yeah i th- i haven't noticed any negatives with the abs and i've definitely noticed a couple of positives um but yeah on the tc side it's a big positive from me i would say it's less prevalent on the porsche but i think we all agree the porsche had the best tc anyway um but cars like the bmw the mercedes um you really notice that um the lower gear stuff is just for me it's just more beginner friendly and I'm, you know, I'm closer to the beginning than I am an alien. So it's nice. I, I like it. And, um, as I say, it's too early to say, Oh, consistency's higher and lap times remain the same because we're, we're working with fixed setups. The races are short. Uh, but my experience, we're not noticing a lap and a half of, and two laps of high performance and then degradation that just constantly sweeps away from the car. I'm not feeling that at all. Okay, good. Um, so it's like fun. it feels like a promising step then, you know, iRacing maybe have, have taken at least those GT three cars, right, in a in a more sensible direction, hopefully. Yeah, hundred percent. Um I'm enjoying it. Uh I've been doing probably nine, ten weeks of GTP, but I am I haven't I'm not I don't want to say I'm gonna do week one GT three spa, but I am I'm untempted. I've really enjoyed week thirteen, I've survived the chaos and the racing I've been doing is just fun like i'm enjoying the cars again um so yeah good step it's too early to say let's see when the low wing setups come out or the setups with high rear ride height and they're abusing a ro- rotation and low buy i don't know perhaps everything comes tumbling away and we realize if you want to go quick that this is the wrong direction to go um but let's see positive at the moment for me though positive and yeah so what i'm my the point i was trying to make is a lot of people are driving the audi and just like wow like this car is amazing, but they need to re- just go try the Lambo, go try the Merc, go try the BMW. You're going to be surprised that a lot of the a lot of the wows are on the other cars as well. Okay, um, no, really, so, yeah. yeah, really interesting. Well, I say it's it's. I'm always happy when an update comes out, and and you know we feel like even if there's still work to do, it's in the right direction because you know 
not always the case, right? Uh, I'm really, yeah. yeah, we're really curious, guys in chat as well, watching along uh, live on YouTube. You know, let us know how you're feeling like the the Audi is. You know, do you, you know, anything that you kind of feel like you've got a different opinion compared to David's? You know, have you, uh, you know, is that going to be your car of choice? Um, what do we think of uh, the tractor control on ABS? Yeah, it'll be um, be interesting to to see, and we'll, maybe we'll circle back around to that in a little while when we see yeah. some uh, some comments. Yeah, we're always down for questions and uh, or disagreements. I'm sure everyone in chat is going to disagree with everything I said. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I'm excited. It's a good. It's a good step. It's a small step, but it's a good step. Like you said, it's if it's going in the right direction, then we celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, there's some pretty images of uh, the Audi from um, from iRacing. So um, no, like I say, I, I'm 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 glad it seems like it's heading in the right direction. Um, it's just a shame, right? Um, as I think you mentioned on the, the episode uh, last week, that you know if they bring this car in, right, as it's kind of not really going to be relevant anymore in uh, in real life. But right. uh, yeah. but hey, that's uh, that's the way it goes. So we'll um, yeah, exactly. At least we at least we got it right. Mm-hmm. So then, um, then we also got a couple of new tracks, of course. I mean, primarily for for us as road racers, you know, we we got Mugello, so that's a, a good classic one for us to to see. I know Sam certainly in previous weeks has been harping on about uh, about how much he's looking forward to it. You know, it's a it's a good fun circuit. I'm not sure I've I've got quite the the love on it. Uh, that Sam did I actually randomly caught the your first laps on stream at Mugello I think oh, earlier in the week David God. by by kind of chance uh, like how did you yeah I won't comment um, on how the beginning of that went but like how did you feel oh about no. the track by uh, by the end I mean are you are you a fan I mean I mean is it is it a hot lapping track is it a racing track what do you what do you feel like so I'm gutted you saw that I'm I have a weakness I am terrible at learning new things because you know it's our age David spend- right yeah i spent all these years getting to a certain level but i kid myself it's taken me years to get there and that's just how i that's my progression i i didn't come into this with high talent or a a, a quick ability to learn tracks and stuff it's it's been a graft for me so when i go out there i don't know why i'd ever stream myself trying to learn a track it's just embarrassing (laughs) but yeah you should just pretend do a bit of practice first then start streaming oh here are my first laps and guys Uh, this is easy isn't it you know it is a tricky track to learn it's it is twisty it feels like every entry of every corner is blind with i mean don't go wrong like if i had known this i I always praise elevation changes whether it's road atlanta bathurst sonoma um the the others that i can't think of right now i always like elevation changes but my god does it make it difficult because i don't know the track is a bit of a void of breaking markers uh and having the entries blind i just found it very difficult and again i was stupid because i was learning it in the audi and the audi has the lift off trait and because i didn't know when or how much to lift off because i didn't know what corner i was spinning all the time Mm. um it did look gorgeous. It reminded me of it. It, uh, like I mentioned with the car sounds, it feels like they never go back and update. They wait till an update comes out and then they push a next level piece on it. And that's definitely on the Audi. But Magello made me feel like Fuji, like a step up in backgrounds and skyboxes yeah. and 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 how the everything around the track was. Now I did notice a negative, and I think this has been uh, mirrored by quite a few people I spoke to. 
I've been averaging... I mean, Daytona's a heavy track. I always find for FPS. And I'm getting around, say, 300 when I go past the pits, maybe 170. Magello, I wasn't getting 150, no matter where I was on the track, which, if my computer's hitting 60% reduction, that's going to be yeah. a heavy hit on some people. It does look great. Like, it is... I mean, it's phenomenally good-looking. Um, it just felt like it was a step up in scan and graphics, but... Yeah, yeah and then I mean, you paid I, the price as well. I mean, did yeah. you did you give the opportunity to try and tinker at all to see if there was a, a setting that was particularly affecting it, or do you just feel like it's a, it's just a more demanding level of, of circuit now that we're looking at, maybe? Um, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I imagine grandstands and event and grandstands would make a huge difference, like... Um, but I would, I would rather go to the shops and buy something more yeah. powerful than turn those settings off. I yeah, can't yeah. stand. I don't know how some people do it. I see people driving at Daytona, and it look. I don't recognise what corner I'm at. No, just um, bare bones and yeah, nothing. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. But yeah, um, I, I want to like it. I struggle with new tracks, and I do feel like our I racing the want for new cars and new tracks. We've gone so horizontal. I just, I do want to kind of, at one point, iRacing should be confident enough to say, guys, like, let's just make what we got better. Let's focus on licensing, improving what we've got. I mean, people want cars and tracks, but they forget rain has to be developed for every car and track. And yeah. It's pushing things back. It's, um, a, it's a tricky conundrum, right? Because I'm sure that just, unfortunately, the raw sales of new tracks and new cars is a pretty fundamental part of iRacing's business plan. And, sure. and as much as, like... I agree completely in the sense of like back when I was racing, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, retired sim racer here now, if you like, um, there was probably actually half the amount of cars in iRacing and, and probably not far off half the amount of road tracks. And so, you know, more tracks on my side is great. Um, more cars, you know, it's just, it just dilutes and dilutes and dilutes. Right. And, and yeah. Like I've, you know, in fact, I've got it right here for the for the YouTube viewers. I mean, you look at the schedule now, and obviously this is oval and road and road dirt or whatever. Hundred and fifty pages worth of worth of schedule now. Like that's how many series there are. Like it's kind of. I mean, here's a better way of looking at it, right? Just the actual contents. Like there's just so many series, and I don't know, like how. Like you're you're in and amongst the weeds much more than I am, David. Like, how many of these series are just empty? Like, I don't know. Obviously, GT threes and stuff are always going to be popular, right? But I just feel like, you know, yeah, there's, there's, I was surprised when I scrolled through and saw that you know the the Brazilian stock cars still has its own series and stuff. Like, is like surely that's just a ghost town? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, it it, it uh, the Brazilian stock cars, the Porsche. Mission R, they're, they yeah. were dead on arrival. Well, they lasted a few days. Yeah, uh, I wanted to get. Well, no, I didn't want to get into the Mission R. That's a whole different story. That thing. I mean, I don't know if you ever yeah, drove novelty. It, well, once I got up to speed with it, I was like, I'll do some races in this. Put on the quality set, and the quality set is a completely different animal. Like yeah. you've got a different break car three three meters <coughs> earlier, and I was like, Nah. I mean, I don't have the brain capacity to do this no. um the brazilian stock cars were really challenging i mean i know lots of people that struggle in the porsche cup car and that makes that makes the porsche cup car seem easy uh but you know there's loads of dead series i mean some series they don't 
almost like the Apple approach. They won't apologize and fix it. It's almost like they're going, no, yeah. we're right. Yeah. Like Radicals. Radicals had a big community around it. Yeah. A few streamers. Uh, it needed no nothing doing to it. It was great. SR8 used to be one of my favorite yeah. cars. You know, again, if, if there is randomly someone lurking around who you know, saw anything of me 10 years ago, I did like a video series all in the Radical. Yeah, it was, like, it was awesome. It was like my, that was my official series for, for quite a time. And um, yeah, I can't believe what they've what they've done with the new the new. Uh, I forget what it is. SR four, right? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, not only did they bring a new car in to a, a series where the car's free, this was peculiar model. So the car's free. They bring not only a paid car into the series, but it was everyone on who drove it. And I mean, it retired a few streamers. They were only radical drivers. They started driving it and then they realized, I mean, maybe chat remembers more than me, but I think after like five laps, the car tires would just fall off an absolute cliff. Like people in the last couple of laps were just surviving to try and hold yeah. their positions. And you know, the iRacing way, they're going to wait till week 13 to fix. I don't, I don't know why they do that. Uh, the... Yeah, like we get a long list of patches right at the end of the season. That's great. You've added Magello and you've added an Audi, but there was a few things that you fixed. Why did you wait seven weeks to fix the damn thing? Like that annoys me anyway. Yeah. So they didn't fix the radical. This lateness that they always have, the way of never a apologising or b trying to fix it proactively or reacting to a community saying we don't want this. By the time they did, up, I heard now the Radical, the new one's good to drive. I, I, I've heard lots of compliments. People telling me I should try it, but it's dead. The series yeah. um, is dead. The series is over. Um, yeah, so. it's, um, it's, it's a shame, you know. I mean, it was never, you know, it was never this huge series. You know, it was kind of, you know, two, three split sort of deal. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame it, it went through the struggles, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, there we go. So um, yeah, so like I said, good to hear those um, those thoughts. And uh, looking at chat, um, yeah, seems like um, uh, mostly people liking the Audi as well. So uh, Casey Ustig in YouTube chat, yeah, Audi feels amazing, but it's rather slow. So that's actually not something we came on to. Have you got a feeling as to how the Audi stacks up to the other GT3s at the minute? Well, one thing to bear in mind is all the GT3s are around a second a lap slower. Okay. Um, that seems to be prevalent, um, especially at tracks like Spice, around a second down. Uh, I did a quick, like, mini BOP test at Road Atlanta, and the Audi did come second to last, but all of them were separated by 1.6 tenths. Like, I got them all within 1.6 tenths. Um, okay, good. Uh, Promising. The Porsche, the Porsche was on top, but that probably has more to do with the fact I love driving the Porsche than anything else. But I didn't feel like the Audi was, quote-unquote, if it, if the word slows used, I still think it's a little down on top speed, but overall, I think it's a I think it's going to be a fantastic. I think it's going to be really popular. Good, uh, and then uh, guilty spark as well. If I'm slow in everything, so I might just get the Audi if only to hear it. So yeah, good enough. Uh, good enough reasons. Any the, the audio was a pretty good step up. Again, I heard uh, some comments on your stream about kind of some of the pops and bangs and whistles, um, kind mm -hmm. of off throttle and things. Kind of fairly fairly satisfying. Yeah, very satisfying. <laughs> very satisfying. And then uh, Kenny Rodg as well. Yeah, loving Mugello. GT1 vet is a blaster. Yeah, seems a good sort of class of car to to be going around uh, Mugello in. So, yeah, good on you, uh, Kenny Rodg. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, those were the, the two real highlights from um, the iRacing patch. Uh, yeah, the Audi and Mugello. Uh, of course, we did also get a, a small oval track as well, a small quarter mile oval. I mean, not really our specialist subject, um, David, neither you and I. So I think we'll, we'll no. unfortunately not be able to go into to, too much detail on oval. But, um, but yeah, kind of, you know, they keep finding these obscure oval tracks to, to add in. And uh, I already saw some clips of people messing around on the, the figure of eight configuration. Configuration. Um, Okiyama did get an update as well, but uh, but mostly just kind of graphics, right? It does say it's you know from fresh like laser scan data as well, so it's not purely just a, a graphical update at least. Um, have you had a chance to like um, play around with these new 3D curbs and and all of this uh, <laughs> all of this 3D grass and stuff that we have I now, didn't, David? I don't. I, I've I people have been telling me about 3D curbs. People I know that I know they know what they're talking about. I don't feel... No, I just don't, feels the same. I don't, I don't feel anything. I mean, Okuyama doesn't have any curbs that you can utilise, I honestly feel, especially in GT3. Um, Magello, I notice people spinning off when they take them the wrong way. But yeah, I, I, it's not I, like I the first like time you went over it. Yeah, exactly. No, to I me, didn't. curves always felt pretty good. But yeah, it's not like the first time you went over one. You're, oh my god, this is this is what I've been missing all my life. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, right. not quite. Okay, no, I'm just not to sensitive to it. I assume. No, well, like I say I, I I agree with you. I think I think curbs historically felt seem to feel pretty good anyway, right? You know, you, they're, they're pretty satisfying. So uh, kind of interesting. Um, we got this new weekly challenge uh, series as part of this update as well. And I should have that uh, kind of vaguely prepared for us. So kind of, yeah, as you go through weeks 1 to 12, this uh, this one challenge will have a different car and uh, track combination. Get a few uh, iRacing credits as well, um, if you're kind of lucky in the top split, it seems. But um, yeah, kind yeah, of interesting. Sun- I, think, I think it's an hourly event, but then every Sunday is like what they call the main event. Maybe it'd be broadcasted by them, I'm not sure. Yep. But they give one lucky competitor in the main event a $5 voucher. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, they tried this with the Ringmeister, right? Shaking things up on rather than the car rather than the track changing the car changing whereas this is a step up from that changing both the car and the track um it's brave of them with or you know like we talked about with the dilution and the participation issues where they're spreading themselves thinner and thinner and thinner. Yeah. they're brave but maybe it's just a good test i, I don't know yeah. like let's yeah, see. maybe they're trying um, it for something else in the future or or something like that perhaps yeah who knows um and then, uh, as is always the case, you know, more and more cars get the new damage model right. So they're saying it's, yeah, 16 more cars, including some uh, uh, super late model, the uh, old HPD. But, um, but yeah, I saw a good uh, good bit of damage model in the GT3s earlier um, uh, that you were covering, David, with uh, the the Ferrari having uh, completely missed the front and back of its car, I think it was. So, um, so yeah. evidently, new damage model working well on there. Uh, yeah, there's our our 3D curbs. Um, but as I said, yeah, maybe uh, maybe um, kind of not having the impact that um, that we expected. Obviously, who knows? As they get rolled out onto different circuits, perhaps it will be more or less kind of obvious. Yeah, maybe something like Sebring or something, where where a track where it's fundamental to the racing line. Something like Sebring might be a bit more road Atlanta. You know, where we're you know down in the S's where you're bouncing from curb to curb. But I don't know the other yeah. tracks. Yeah, I didn't. I'm not feeling it. No, interesting. And then, uh, yeah, some updates to how the, uh, the asphalt on oval works. So, um, yeah, hopefully they're continuing to work towards being able to run the lines that they're expecting to be able to run. 
Um, yeah, there's our there's our, our f- very important 3D grass. Um, <clears throat> less important, obviously, than the 3D aspects of that. David, I heard they maybe have reined in the the behaviour of the grass and gravel since they kind of made such a big change of it last season. Am I remembering that right? It's a bit bit more sensible right. now, maybe. I haven't had time to. I don't drive on the grass, unfortunately. I, I mean, I, I saw you on the grass at Magello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So, um, but um, but yeah, more more assessment to be done. But yeah, I think maybe Correct. it sounds like they realise they perhaps took it a step too far, right? But um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we know why why they had to change it because they need to control it through. Because at the moment they've developed grass and gravel, and that's it. Now they need to be able to control it with the changing weather conditions. Whether there's a puddle, whether there's you know, they now need to be able to parameterize gravel and grass so the first iteration i i i preferred slippery grass to grip grass and the gravel just drives me nuts i wouldn't mind if it was yeah if you get two two whole tires on the gravel especially four yeah it should eat up your pace because your car dips into it you know it really does take away your pace but clipping the outside of the gravel by a millimeter and running over two pebbles four tenths i'm sorry no ain't no way that i'm losing four tenths at monza just from hearing a little stone clip my outside tire like that's wrong Uh, so i hope that gets maybe that has been patched i haven't had time to yeah i think i think i've seen again maybe chat can uh, help us out as well but yeah i think i've seen some comments that maybe it's a little bit more sensible now but we'll 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 see um hopefully i'll keep uh, keep adjusting it but um but yeah uh more new ai additions so uh, yeah david is not a fan of that so let's skip over that one uh, did you know that? <laughs> hey, I, I I I watch every podcast, uh, David. I'm I'm completely on it and clued up. So yeah, so those are the highlights from um, from iRacing on the, on the patch. I mean, yeah, it, kind of nothing unexpected, right? It's not this huge kind of uh, end of year patch, but yeah, we've got a new car, we've no. got a new track uh, for road racing, and so uh, yeah, kind of ticks ticks the boxes for us. Um, Anything else particularly on, on kind of the patch side of things that you, you feel like is, is kind of noteworthy, David? I mean, obviously there's plenty of um, other actual patch notes, but I think um, perhaps nothing kind of newsworthy necessarily. No, not really. I alluded to something in the broadcast that we were just doing on the ARL stream regarding the graphic sliders. I mean, it's a bit nerdy, but the slider for controlling your graphic RAM and your yeah. RAM RAM um, They're are gone now. hidden now. Mm. Yeah, and... I've noticed one issue, and I've noticed many people have an issue. There was an issue in ARL with someone's PC, you know, their iRacing freezing up a little bit. I do feel like if you have a problem, reset your iRacing graphics config or go find the app INI setting and make sure that your setting has been set to roughly what you want it. I mean, it doesn't need to be a science, but my worry is in the process of hiding it that something got lost in translation. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised because I saw that comment from iRacing right that they like recommend running the config. I'm surprised they didn't find a way to to force that. Like, you know, here, yeah. there's been an update, guys. You might, you know, here's the prompt to run a config. You're not, we're not going to make you, but like here it here it is if you want it. And how many people are going to be struggling for the next weeks or months, not really realizing that that's perhaps the easy fix? Yeah. The crazy thing is. The graphics config absolutely nukes all your settings. This is the problem. This is why people would rather have a screen freeze and redo everything. I don't know why. Like you say, they should have a little prompt to say, we're going to calculate your RAM, like a little, or just do it automatically. But don't, 
people are hitting their graphics config and having to set up their triples. Now they're getting less FPS because they need to turn down some of their graphics settings. Like it doesn't just fix the two things. It completely nukes your settings and that's um, upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird for maybe not to have communicated that a bit more than just having to read a forum post, you know, because uh, that's a small percentage of iRacers who are going to, going to be doing that. So yeah, yeah. correct. Um, and then, um, and then, a couple of little notes on like uh, noteworthy changes to actual series um, that we could mention from um, from this update. So yes, yeah, so we've got the the IMSA Vintage series, which is a a, a bit more of a formal place for the um, Audi GTO and the um, Nissan GTP to live. So um, so that's kind of cool that they've got like a official series for, for them for this season at least. I mean, kind of fun cars. Like I can't really see that suddenly becoming like a, a particularly popular series or anything, but at least they're, they're kind of looking and seeing at what they can, um, you know, what they can do and, and if they... Uh, can get you know some people running in them um yeah there's a schedule that i was desperately trying to scroll through for a while so what sort of yeah chaos have they presented uh them so vir round one or we know how that went in uh gt3s a minute ago uh montreal Mugello, le mans barber kind of a bit all over the place really imola nurburgring so yeah there's a, there's a few in there that could be good um but um but yeah, kind of interesting that they've tried to tried to bring that through as a an official series. Um, same for um, the Ford GT2, the Aston Martin and Corvette GT1s, and the HPD as well. David, they've also been uh, kind of rejuvenated into an official series now. Yeah, the HPD coming back out of retirement. I mean, two no two noteworthy things. One, the Imza Vintage is them is iRacing's first real attacker yes okay we will consider not just the second it goes from irl pulling it i mean let's face it the downfall of always felt that iRacing is all about irl you know what they do irl if they don't do it we don't do it like we're not doing that we're not playing games we're serious i mean i guess there's been some exceptions right because like lotus 79 has been official forever lotus 49 has been official forever so i guess it's not completely out there but but you're right. You well, know. them not killing something is different to them putting like the word IMSA behind it. Like sure. they're actually, yes. do you know what I mean? Like I feel like, yeah, I agree with you. But what I mean is sometimes they just let things die and then just, and if they never kill it, they just leave it there to die. Whereas this is almost like, okay, where, you know, IMSA Vintage, that's a cool name. Like yeah. actually it's one of the best names in iRacing right now. Um, and yeah, bringing the HPD out of retirement. Again, that's another, uh, I don't, recall the last time that happened them unarchiving a car to try to rejuvenate an old series i mean i love the hpd it's brilliant to drive yeah i mean uh, yeah that was really the the first prototype car that was you know has and, and was been in i racing you know from for so long before the what the delara lmp2 i guess was the next one that came Correct. along right yeah. so so yeah so many people that you know the hpd is what they knew so yeah so there's the the schedule like we said it's along with the, the four gt2 corvette gt1 and aston gt1 um yeah, it looks like a, a much more kind of sensible schedule, maybe, you know, Watkins, Road America, Spa. Like, yeah, like, I don't see 
none i'm not a fan of monza i have to say i know it's a fun circuit i just can't do i can't do solution chains um that schedule looks great yeah yeah you, you'd want to race all of this oh there, there you go, go. without that's... first well without first chicane but that's that's you're oh, right okay. that's <laughs> that's still that's still an improvement on on what it might be um <laughs> yeah um but i i even have the same problem at spa back in uh world championship days you know i'd be within a tenth or two around you know three quarters of a lap you know however many miles spa is it's quite a long track right and get to bus stop and lose as more time at the bus stop than i did the rest of the lap so um so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah that looks like um yeah like i say good good kind of fun uh fun format for that fun schedule yeah and then uh, yes yeah, sorry go no i was gonna say the ringmeister thing you mentioned earlier about not many people check a forum post so in the preliminary 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 in the preliminary schedule that was released the ringmeister was just as is you know as it was last season but a new uh order of the cars and then someone spotted a random forum post where greg was like oh actually we'll make it fix set because that's what the community's been asking for so we'll do it but again <laughs> i feel like week one people aren't going in to it no. expecting it to be fixed well um, i mean you say that right so like yeah i'm looking at it and i guess this is yeah i don't see where it says it's fixed right so yeah i'm presuming this is the the official schedule and uh yeah it, I, uh, I don't like i might be blind but i, I don't see it so yeah kind of kind of strange like I say so that's going to surprise a lot of people i feel like you, you're not wrong yeah i definitely i mean i've unless someone went out of their way to replicate a screenshot of a forum press i don't know why they would i've definitely seen it um ryan in chat saying maybe bring back the audi r18 that's a good point maybe yeah ryan yeah, yeah. maybe it's a good point Funnily enough, I randomly jumped in that for all of two minutes earlier because I was um, testing one of the customer rigs at the centre and uh, for whatever reason, that was the last car that had been selected. So that was a car that was, was jumped in and, uh, and run. Love so, the sound yes. of that thing. Under yes. braking. Love it. Yeah, you just immediately know that that is the car that you're in, for yes. sure. So, um, so yeah. Um uh alexander kp in youtube chat asking uh where can you find the schedule well you can find it on the iRacing forums and i was trying to helpfully um ping the link straight into youtube chat but um i've missed where i pulled it from here we go oh to be fair david that is linked preliminary like you said schedule so (laughs) um so there you go youtube chat there is the preliminary schedule so hence maybe why it doesn't have um some of the details there is an updated one maybe it just added the word fix i'm not sure but the preliminary one is well, I say preliminary. It had Magello. I'm not sure, but anyway, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's 99.9% correct. It's the only. It's the only one that is in staff announcements on the forums. So, like I said, oh, okay. if uh, if there's a, a, a non-preliminary one, it would be useful for it to be in that same location. Um, jumping back to YouTube chat a little bit. Uh, Alan Luff saying that uh, Okiyama that we were talking about a minute ago looks amazing, but now hard on the FPS. So again, maybe same as what you were seeing at, at Magello then, David. Uh, kind of yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I didn't notice it, but I wasn't. Maybe I just did look for it. But yeah, I can imagine it did look good. It did again. It looked like a step up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenny Rodge again. The yellow speed humps at Magello are dangerous, but the curbs feel good in LMP3 and GT1. So it's good to hear. Um, colleague Jonathan Grabowski, uh, very pleased that I'm on camera apparently. So thanks for that. And uh, and same from uh, from Greg. And um, and then Ryan Reisman saying maybe they bring back Audi R18, which is what you just covered a second ago. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely, that is a good suggestion. I'm kind of surprised that maybe didn't get a a slot in amongst those kind of little mini revivals yeah. there. 
But, um, is it but, yeah. vintage yet, though? It's not, True. is it? It's in between no. new and old. It's yeah. hanging in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is the Aston Martin GT1 vintage. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Don't know. Good, but, point. Um, Good point. But yeah, so they're in the, the Pro 2 GT series. Uh, okay, so that is pretty much everything that was covered in the iRacing patch itself. However, you and maybe some others, David, spotted uh, some other additions within the patch. And yep. um, and it is some clues as to how the upcoming uh, rain system is going to be implemented in iRacing. So yeah, did you want to give us a bit yeah, of a summary? So, um, in the... Well, there's a few places. In the controls of iRacing, there's now a setting to show and hide the radar. The radar being that box in the top left, so that will literally pop up as an overlay. Uh, The grey box, yep, that will literally pop up. In the app INI, there's a couple of settings regarding rain and how graphics are going to handle, depending if it's raining or if it's dry. And so I got to thinking what other overlays there might be. So if you press Alt-K to move around said overlays, that's where that one is, the giant version, which gives you hourly, you know, an hourly, well, a timed breakdown of the race and the chance of precipita- precipitation. <laughs> I hate that. So many Ps that are tricky today. Preliminary, <laughs> precipitation. This is, this is, yeah, what else yeah. have we got? The only thing I couldn't find, so I found, yeah, maybe six references to rain across the app, I and I, the controls, the graphics, and the overlay, but I haven't been able to find what it's going to look like while you're driving, which got me thinking. I hope we do see. Like, so you can definitely see it before you jump in the car, and I'm sure Cruci is going to give you warnings, but it, at the, well, you know, this is so early, it's not even worth thinking i shouldn't even be saying this because i'm sure lots is going to change but i haven't found anything while you're driving i can't make the overlay appear the radar appear any information so when you're actually in the car driving there's nothing so interesting to see yeah that thing the big the you can make the little independent one pop up but as soon as you jump in the car it disappears okay yeah Um, interesting well yeah so you got like I say, I feel like there probably is going to be something, right? You know, I, I'd be surprised if they, you know, don't have it contained either separately or it's a new black box with a bit of info in or, or right. something, I was right? expecting a weather black box, you know, yeah. a chance of rain in the next hour and a percent. I get sick of talking about it because I've been excited about it for, yeah. I don't know, so long. It would change endurances <laughs> beyond what people can imagine. Yeah, like race is short. It, it would just be a bit chaotic. And can you come out on top of the random events it's going to throw? Um, but endurance racing—that's I think you it's, know. it's desperately, desperately needed, right? Like for for me, endurance racing on in i racing is a bit of a snooze fest, really. You know, you know, you might get lucky yeah. with kind of something interesting on strategy and someone coming back through the field and that sort of stuff. But after hour one or whatever right you know what everyone's pace is and yeah okay the track temperature is going to change slightly and you know a bit of cloud cover will affect something briefly yeah. but like it's you know this is why private leagues then start messing around with throwing in you know random safety cars and all this nonsense and it's just it's a shame so i'm just uh yeah i'm keeping fingers crossed that you know i racing yeah. can implement a sensible system on rain which i have medium confidence in so um yes uh, like i say it would be it would be good i mean you know they're talking up pretty 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 big right you know they're not just they saying are. oh yeah we can do rain they're saying we can do 
weather systems yeah. yeah which is quite a different statement i think so um i agree fingers crossed um yeah it'll be it'll I mean, be good to forget see. when i got in i racing there was no night time people may not remember yeah. this but yeah absolutely you used just... to do yeah in, again yeah endurance races and it's just static yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. daytime yeah so i think that's probably enough for iRacing update news right now um that's gonna be the majority of our news topics but we've got just a couple of odds and sods to have a little run through now and the first mm-hmm. that we're going to start off with is uh forza motorsport free update free uh david yeah i mean they've added a beloved track of mine hockenheim um I and I don't know why I love it because I don't think it's well loved across the the industry, but it's one of my favourites. And Forza is one of those games I would love to love it because it looks phenomenal, but it's not. It's just not for us, right? It's it's a larger appeal, but um, I mean I love the pictures in Forza. Yeah, I mean that um, looks like pretty pretty yeah impressive, right? Yeah, that sort yeah. of um um atmospheric lighting and stuff i mean i i agree with you that you know forza typically isn't going to be for someone who's who's serious enough into sim racing that they're watching this podcast but correct for a lot of people if not all of them it's probably one of the popular routes to get to that point right so like yeah again i've heard you talking before like you, we've come through the same sort of thing you, know, you how do you get into sim racing where you don't you know i racing isn't your first ever no. driving game yeah. that you play you know you work your way through an arcade game and then you work your way through something that claims to be a bit more simulation when you don't know any better like a gran turismo and, and a forza and, and that sort of stuff yeah. so like you know it's 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 yeah it's great that these sort of things are, are getting more and more popular hopefully and and that just thing gives a bigger pool of people who decide how can i take this more seriously and and they discover things like i racing and and all the others that we uh, we talk about so yeah it's um yeah let's say it's a good update it is interesting because we have to remember one day it could happen just one idle thursday where it's over for i racing because if forza or gran turismo or any of them take it super serious like pc for simulators for direct drive cockpit only you know none of that running on the hood cam or far chase nonsense no controllers if they went for it and they had and they started talking about esports and prizes and and daytona 24s and picking up the le mans license and WEC, like it would just be over It, it wouldn't be a slow death either it would the the user base on those games is it's I think people forget how unfathomably different it is to iRacing. You know, we talk about, oh, there's six splits and that's good. No, like it would be, it would be insane and it would be over so quickly. Now we don't expect it to ever happen because that's not where the money is, right? That we, it's, it's a completely different world. They, they care about game sales and the next game, game sales and that's the next game. And that's why it's been for as long as i can remember i mean i find it so odd that people buy you know fifa one every year and hardly anything changes and um so yeah we just live in a different world but yeah i would i'd like bigger competition from a bigger name like forza gran turismo but we'll see it's uh i mean you never know right i I mean they forza obviously already taken a step in the other direction with the horizon branch of games (laughs) i don't think it's very likely but who knows maybe they they do a, a spin-off just using the you know the, the same engine as a basis and and make it more simulation and we have you know forza expert or you know wherever it might yeah. be so who knows I, I think it's unlikely um yeah, on that sort of subject of kind of you know 
gateway kind of sim racing and you know yeah we're not forza people but overall it's good have you watched the gran turismo film david haven't i have just finished watching the brawn series on uh disney uh but no i haven't watched the um chat no reason youtube chat who has anyone watched the gran turismo film right like we are again we're all like hardcore sim racers it's a huge bloody great film about sim racing like I, i it's kind of bizarre to me that nobody's seen as far as i can tell that nobody's watched it right and i get why firstly because it's pretty crap a film have you watched it actually oh yeah it was it was i was i was glad to have watched it because i am heavily involved in sim racing it's kind of you know my life and my business and and that sort of stuff so i wanted to to yeah see what it's about and kind of support it a tiny bit or whatever uh i it it was too um i'm not going to give a critical review of it or anything but for me it was too fast and furious-esque of oh i want to go a bit quicker now so this time i'll actually put my foot to the floor or i'll (laughs) i'll actually change oh there's this other gear that i've not been using the whole time it was a bit (laughs) it was a bit too much of that but um but it's a it's a huge hollywood-esque film about sim racing it was kind of cool so um yeah ryan reisman in chat saying uh saying he's seen it so at least one other person has i'm just kind of curious you know like it's you know our our niche is such an obscure niche it's kind of a in my mind really a huge deal that there's this big film about it and um and nobody nobody kind of cares in in the industry itself which is what it's kind of based on it's kind of it was kind of interesting to me i was curious I, I mean, I haven't actually seen the opportunity to watch. Like, I have to admit, the, I don't know if it's the marketing where I live. I, I don't know. I haven't had... It's like it hasn't presented my... I, it hasn't come up to me to watch it. I'd have had to go yeah. out my way. And I'm a bit lazy with television, I have to say. Yeah, um, I think um, I think maybe another month or two and it should start. It was probably going to come free on services, right? Like, it was a paid rental stream thing, oh, okay. which I didn't have yeah, to pay no. for. But, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so no. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I, I, would, I would recommend watching it to see what it's about. And because it's, you know, our industry. But don't just, I don't know, don't expect a, a good film. Uh, so but but, if, you that, do, but if you do watch it... Make sure you watch post credits because that's the best bit of the whole film, in uh, in my opinion. So yeah. Oh. I did notice a lot of people coming into my chat after the movie was released, and I mean, bless them, they were kids and they're watching me do what I do, and they're like, their outlet was like, "How do I do what you do?" Because I want, like, they watch the movie and I want to be something well, great in this industry. Exactly. It was great to see kids asking this. Yeah. I mean, and that's um, what, and that's what I was thinking, right? Like, it's it's this thing that has this huge reach, and even though you know we might kind of poo-poo the film a bit and and the way they portray it, if it gets a whole different category of people looking at it who might not have really looked at it before, then um, yeah, all the all the better, you know. It's it can only be a good thing, right? Um, yeah, so I agree. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, okay, so that was um, uh, in there somewhere. Was our chat about the Forza update? I'm pretty sure we uh, we managed to cover that. We said but like the word I say, yeah, think, yeah, exactly. Hockenheim <laughs> was there. They've got some new series. Um, yeah, like I say, Hockenheim was uh, was the main main point in that. So yeah, so good that that's still rolling along. Uh, not quite so good on the uh, EA slash Codemasters side, uh, as reported by uh, IGN is that uh, yeah codemasters are are having a round of layoffs unfortunately um as is kind of typical for news articles really it's kind of a reasonably long article but doesn't the only bit that really says anything new is is in the kind of a quote here but um but yeah i guess 
you know, EA Sports WRC just come out, David. Um, I feel like it presumably suggests that it didn't rocket off the shelves quite as much as they had had hoped. So maybe that's, you know, yeah, me I'm connecting, sure. you know, adding two and two and getting five type of thing. But that's the timing of that seems about right. Yeah, I mean, EA, obviously, how I'm not sure how long they've owned Codemasters now, but they're obviously just, they've seen what they can deliver. And EA has their way of making money and Codemasters has had their way. And yeah. it looks like EA are going to be getting their way on future releases. So we can expect... Um, microtransactions yeah and all that rubbish so yeah, yeah let's see codemasters obviously had their chance i i'm guessing i really don't know i mean this might just be strategic because the industry i mean we talked about we talk about motorsport games a lot but when i was doing my research on this subject it seemed like there was was it 11 major studio game studios are downsizing so this isn't you know, it's not them yeah. in isolation, but I think a lot of people are are suffering kind of post lockdown pandemic adjustments, right? You know, lots of industries kind of exploded during that time, including sim racing, and yeah. Um, and yeah, people are maybe adjusting back the other way a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a shame, right? I, I, again, I'm I'm uh, guessing it's probably the same as as you, right? Like people of our sort of well you're a bit younger than me i expect but people of our sort of age and generation we kind of grew up with codemasters games right uh, yeah i'm thinking of yeah. classic toka touring cars and, and stuff like that. and you just think yeah codemasters racing games you know safe bet good fun and uh f1 games kind of maybe a bit hit and miss over the years but i think i think everyone was quite concerned when ea bought I was concerned when EA bought Codemasters and was, EA yeah. did the normal thing of saying, oh, well, we've just we've just bought them. Don't worry, we're not going to touch anything. And then, um, as is reminded in that article we just had on screen, immediately got rid of the, the CEO and CFO. So, um, yeah, uh, kind of maybe nothing hugely surprising. Hopefully it's not uh, a sign of anything kind of further to come for Codemasters because, yeah, British British company, we you know, successful in the past and, and made good products. So hopefully they can continue on and um i don't yeah, think uh, i don't think the wrc game has had sort of reasonable reviews and stuff uh, as well i know you yep. guys covered it a little bit of detail before so um yeah, for everyone who's not like it was a flop it, i've heard i've heard great things like no the only criticisms the usual like early you know fps issues or crash years but they seem yeah i mean it's fun i think that's the point of a game right exactly Exactly. I forget that sometimes because <laughs> I play my game full time and take it super seriously. But yes. I think in some in there somewhere is meant to be fun. Yeah, uh, so I'm told. So I'm told. <laughs> um, okay, next on our list then for uh, news of the week is Seto Corsa on LFM. Uh, so I know you've been yes. obviously singing LFM's praises uh, lots of different times, David. As it mm-hmm. as it helps to get other sims to to create an iRacing esque you know uh, system of uh, official races firing off. And stuff so uh, yeah what, what have yeah. you seen this week so monday and tuesday i spent uh an exordinate amount of time racing this and uh going through the, the loopholes because it was day one and day two so i really wanted to this time be on the ground and experience it myself um a set of course has always been fun like it, i love the sim to be honest if it had lfm from day one i may never have looked elsewhere to see what was out there and found i racing and then never left for three or four years um a set course doesn't have anything to do once you get past the ai and you learn all the tracks and you learn yeah. all the cars and you you might find the odd league back in the day that i did but it was you know hit and miss on participate participate oh my god the p words today participation yeah. um so the racing was busy um i didn't realize this at first so i jumped into a lmp3 le mans race i had a absolute blast the racing was good the netcode was i mean the 
yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the race. Went to go do the next Mazda race, and it was full beyond bursting. I, there was nothing I could do. So I had to wait over an hour, so I just practiced. Um, and then I got into my second Le Mans race, because I was going to do Le Mans and Mazda's at Lime Rock, back-to-back. Um, and then there were some problems. The problems started to rear their head. So it didn't go from practice to quality. It just sat there. But there's like a chat area within the game, and uh, LFM employees were coming in and explaining what's happening and what they're going to try and do to fix it. So they'd copied the iRacing model of like three minutes of practice, then quality, then the race. So they were like, what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of the practice and just add some time to quality and you join in quality and you've got some more time to do laps. And uh, Boris, the CEO, started posting Discord about the changes. And then, so I went on and did a Mazda race. That race never happened. I did a Mazda race. That was fine. Went to do another Le Mans race and then it was bad again. After quality, I'd qualified well. My personal best of the day. The race, unfortunately, never happened. And then this is when Boris actually posts on the Discord that it looked like they were having some uh, DDoS attacks. Oh, no. Um, yes. I actually had someone in my chat. I mean, I'm not saying he had anything to do with it, but the attitude. He said, and I quote, LFM is for... LFM belongs to ACC. Now, I found that a bit... <laughs> yeah, a bit concerning. But we have to remember, people... You know, uh, like the Verstappen versus Hamilton problem. Uh, people focus so yeah. much on they have their what they love. Yeah, that what they love that they actually build hate for the others, and uh, it's a shame. But what? So my takeaways were the staff of LFM and the CEO came out ahead of problems. They didn't hide and act like nothing went happening and tweet that oh it's gone down well. Boris. Boris posted them. He, re- he responded to one of my Discord messages, and he doesn't know I'm a streamer. He's completely ACC, LFM. Um, they're on top of it. They're working hard. They're making changes race by race, trying to make it better, and the race in the had was fun. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I always say iRacing's biggest problem is the lack of competition. Like, for years, they could have done what they wanted. It didn't matter. I mean, who's going to compete with them? So, yeah. LFM gives Sims a chance i mean realistic it's still a long shot but um and it's still and it still needs to be built in right like it's yeah it's great having an an add-on service like this and it sounds like yeah lfm are kind of smashing it frankly but uh yeah it, it seems so weird that nobody else has managed to successfully replicate at least some degree of of it's crazy the main thing that you know, enabled iRacing to kind of get off the ground, right? So, yeah, yeah it's kind of good that, um, that, yeah, something's coming along and and hopefully, um, yeah, the, the guys behind it will be able to get, you know, get something more maybe kind of ground level in uh, another sim, you know? Yeah. Rensport, for instance, you know, if I was Rensport, are you not, you know, tapping up somebody like LFM and going, I want I want this in my game, how how do I do it? And, uh, and make sure these things are, are far enough from the start, so, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's a great... Well, obviously, they just borrowed the iRacing system and built it into sort of a platform that they yeah. can plug into. You know, we've got WRC, R-Factor 2, ACC, and now AC, and I'm sure they're working hard for Ultima Blister 2 and uh, a set of course of two when it comes out. So, um, yeah, let's see. No, awesome. Let's see. 
thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel, Gamer FIFA 21 HD, a few moments ago. For podcast listeners, that's why you heard an F1 car driving by, because somebody subscribed. Um, Guilty Spark from our chat about vintage cars a minute ago said, uh, I would love to see more vintage stuff added, maybe like the old minis and Mustangs that used to race. So, uh, yeah, good old, good old classic uh, Cooper S Mini or something, uh, David, around uh, your local tracker brands hatch. That sounds like pretty pretty fun to start off with. It sounds like a lot of fun. It doesn't sound like I racing at all, but it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like another uh, dead series, but it'll be it'll be fun <laughs> for a couple of days after you spend your fifteen pound buying the car, right? So yeah, correct. That's the issue, isn't it? We need to be. Yeah, I would like iRacing to downscale things and a bit more focused when they add things and just be a bit more community adaptive. If a series isn't working, try and fix it. If it isn't going to fix, then bring something out. Like I would like them to be less more in touch with the community. That's what I'd love to see from them from iRacing 2.0 is, yeah, don't just wait 13 weeks to fix a problem because the problem is you can permanently Yeah, permanently damage. Problem. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. done, yeah. No, some forum post isn't going to fix it. No, no, you're not wrong. Um, okay, great. So, yeah, so that's our, our sim racing news rundown for the day, considering, David, at, uh, as you and Sam have said many times, we felt like it was a bit light on the sim racing news this week. An hour, sir. We still managed to do an hour just on the <laughs> on the sim racing news. So, so good stuff. Correct. <laughs> um, right, so in a moment, we're going to do a, a short kind of ending to the show looking at the Apex news. But just before we do that, I need to pay the bills. Um, Black Friday discounts are still running for the apex racing academy so if you are an iRacer, which most likely you are to have discovered this uh, channel slash podcast um then um apex racing academy perhaps could be a good option for you if you have not already considered it uh, we provide uh, data packs for many of those official series that we just looked at on the schedule group coaching sessions for some of the most popular ones which currently are vrs gt sprint uh, imsa and the porsche cup and um and the black friday deal by the way is that you get 40 percent off a one-year subscription to our silver package which is our kind of all you can eat if you like so um uh, let's not linger on these cars too long because this is for the season that just finished and there's gonna be a couple of tweaks for the season that starts uh, as of kind of monday but uh but yeah one year package for silver you'll get uh yeah 40 percent off that there plus whatever that you may have based on your local currency uh to get that you need to use a coupon code ara save 23 at uh, checkout and the website is apexracingac.com so uh, so yeah that's where you need to head if you would like to um yeah try out those data packs and uh, and coaching services for 40 percent off uh linked in with that is uh one of our other brands apex racing simulators here's another screenshot um apex racing simulators if you head to the hardware sales section up here which currently consists of almost entirely virtual racing school products because they are our primary partner but uh there'll be there'll be more stuff added on the bottom of here soon um spend 500 pound or more so that would be throttle brake formula steering wheel wheelbase or multiple combinations of uh if you spend 500 pound or more you will automatically receive an email for as part of your order for free three months to the aforementioned apex racing academy so not so great if you are not an iRacer, but uh, still an offer for you if you are and maybe if you're not 
you've probably got some iRacing friends so but you can you can buy your set of front and brake pedals that you've been waiting for and uh, and give your friend three months free of uh, a race subscription so yeah those black friday deals are still running and i believe we have now actually said when they're running to which is until the end of this year so 31st december i believe is when both of those offers will end so again if you're considering it then uh yeah probably don't wait too long um okay so thank you for indulging me as uh like i said i just kind of made sure i kept well i was gonna say kept the lights on it looks like i've failed already in in here right but um <laughs> yeah, but i yeah i need to i need to i need to turn the lights back on so please uh help me out with those those black friday deals um okay apex news david we shall start off with apex racing team as we get into the end of the year now it is starting to quieten up a little bit for the uh the apex racing team um guys competing in various different seasons uh ren sport esl one has wrapped up um the british esports formula four championship have ratcheted up uh but we have got the imsa esports championship that is uh underway and um yeah last weekend at round three um both um luke McEwen and alejandro sanchez sharing a gtd car took victory in their class at uh, at sebring and uh yeah like i say quite a uh, quite a result for the guys there i think um david obviously uh the imsport yeah. esports championships you know, has got some of the the biggest teams um that compete in iRacing in there yeah look i'm biased because i'm apex so no one's gonna believe what i say but i mean it feels like cheating putting luke and sanchez in a car together <laughs> yeah that is quite a combination it really is um yeah, yeah. Super, super strong i mean alejandro obviously has been you know at the top of of his game and and sim racing game generally for you know good few years um and luke is um very very quickly you know rising up ranks to to his same level obviously just one the the British uh, esports F4 championship that I mentioned again for the uh, second yeah. year running. So you know, Luke is Luke is absolutely smashing it. Though he's not smashing it this week, he has been struggling with illness as well. So uh, so yeah, sorry to Luke, and hopefully he is is feeling better and will feel better soon. But uh, but like I say, yeah, great great combination of those two cars uh, or those two drivers. Sorry, in that same car, David, as you said. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're remarkable drivers. Like you say, Sanchez is you know one of the best, if not. Uh, the best GTD driver there is, and Luke, he doesn't know how to lose, so it's not a bad pairing. No, no, not at all. And um, the guys did also compete in the uh, DNLS series uh, at the weekend as well. Quite slightly less successful there, unfortunately. I think the uh, the MSI Gaming car that uh, that one team were uh, were competing as part of. Uh, unfortunately got caught up in an incident with a red line car i'm pretty sure it was off the top of the head uh coming through the uh, the back end of the circuit and that kind of um put a, a rough start to their their race unfortunately so i think it was a yeah a bit of a tough start to the the dnls but that is a um a five round season every uh i was gonna say every couple of weeks the next one is in two weeks then the following round isn't until the end of january so yeah i guess it's uh, gonna vary a bit but um but yeah 16th of yeah. december is gonna be uh, round two which will just be uh at the same track again you know it's all uh it's all at the Norwich life um actually quick shout out to kcr stig in chat who actually drove in an apex racing team blue car i'm not jealous at all uh yeah so he joined late um he yeah filled the seat with parker white so it was the it was the whites that uh took part it didn't 
go to plan. I believe they had to serve a penalty for not having an IRL driver. And I think the way they served the penalty with the rule book the way it is, uh, unfortunately, they had to serve it twice. So ah. it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, uh, I know Zach was very excited to take part. He actually just finished the ARL race. On that race where he competed with Parker, he finished an ARL race, woke up first thing in the morning, did the DNLS, and then went immediately from the DNLS to join us in the Silverstone 24. So he's built different. So just a quick shout out. And he's in chat here supporting. So he gets a shout out. Yeah, great. Well, I'd say, yeah, great. Great that you're getting involved, um, KCR Sticks. So um, that's good to hear. Yeah, busy weekend. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, Glyn BT in YouTube chat whilst we're there just saying that uh, Michael Yanni is amazing in the P-Cup training session. So that's us referencing back to the Apex Racing Academy again. Uh, that's the most popular group coaching session that we have uh, week on week hosted by by Michael. So yeah, if you're... Um, He's Michael, yeah. yeah, if you're... Uh, either are driving the Porsche Cup in iRacing or uh, kind of thinking about, oh, well, shall I take a step into that car? It's a great car, but it's tricky. So, um, yeah, maybe consider uh, consider taking a look at that. And um, uh, and Guilty Spark saying uh, about uh, fixing what already exists rather than maybe adding more content in iRacing. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's maybe uh, along the lines of what we were, we were thinking. Yeah. So... Uh, like I say, yeah, kind of not much else on the uh, on the Apex Racing team side um, because, like I say, it's going to be winding down a little bit as we get to the end of the year. One thing I did want to ask chat, though, YouTube chat, help me out. And uh, podcast listeners, if you have a way of leaving a comment or something on wherever it is that you are, are uh, listening to, then it would be helpful as well. <clears throat> Merchandise. What? It, right, here I have a couple of problems, David. Right. Shape. Apex Racing Team merchandise. We uh, we've um, we've had our, our existing kind of t-shirt sort of clothing things for a little while. Never really made them kind of uh, available for public sale for for one reason or another. Um, we're well overdue getting that up and running. YouTube chat slash David. What do we want from initial Apex Racing Team? Well, if you do, if you even want it from Apex Racing Team clothing, right? So a t-shirt. Do you want something fairly plain like this that's just got like some logos and stuff and like probably like a biggish ART logo on the back or something and just kind of fairly, um, you know, um, not too in your face, not too loud, but, you know, you're kind of representing and it's got some logos on it. Or do you want something with some actual like color and design and graphics to it? I'm thinking, you know, it's colorful in some way and it's showing the the style of the the team or whatever it is that we're representing that's the first thing i'm kind of curious of from from the chat if there's any kind of particular opinions there second issue i got david is i feel like i'm still living in the 90s i think that a t-shirt should cost 10 pound and unfortunately it Ooh. it really doesn't so i kind of you know i i kind of hit up the mclaren f1 sales at the end of the season i think oh maybe i'll get a t-shirt this year and then and then i still go how, what how how much but it says it's 50 percent off and like how yeah. is a how is a jacket 100 pound and stuff like this right so yeah i don't know um... i'm kind of curious what people think a t-shirt you know not what people think what people would be prepared to pay for a t-shirt you know with branding and stuff on it from you know supporting their team you know what what sort of numbers are, are kind of silly what would you, what would you consider what not consider because I, I feel i'm i'm lagging behind david this is my my issue yeah no sporting goods are just it's tricky i mean they're it's expensive and the kind of gear that you're wearing for example doesn't 
you know, like it's, um, what's the word? Like that kind of material doesn't get sweaty. So when you're sim racing, I think it's, um, it's, it, it's really important. But yeah, I mean, when I think F1 shirts, like I, I own loads, but I, I don't just buy them willy nilly. Most of them I bought for like a Christmas present. Yeah. Like I, I'm an adult and I have to wait a year to get a new F1 shirt. They're expensive. You know, yeah. 130 for an F1 shirt is, uh, you know, normal, but you get them on sale um jackets i mean you said a hundred yeah i think i was probably that's probably undershooting yeah. even still right i thought i was going crazy and then i thought actually no i, I own, think i saw him for i own one f1 jacket and i have owned it i don't even want to admit because it makes me sound like i've got a money problem but maybe nine years and it's i mean it's lotus i mean i love it but it was ridiculously expensive yeah. um sports gear is just expensive yeah. um and and, clo- and clothing is just expensive right like it's just so it's yeah. just a price mm-hmm. i mean yeah, yeah maybe yeah probably in lo- uh, i don't know i'm gonna go off and tangents i don't want to get too political or anything but like maybe in lots of ways it's a good thing right maybe again back when i was a kid the reason that lots of stuff was so cheap was because of how much i don't want to think about the terrible ways that the products are made and maybe that sort of stuff is a little True. bit better now i hope maybe not True. depends yeah. but you know so so yeah hopefully you're kind of paying for for other people getting getting what they should here's the best thought to leave you with right when you think merch when you think buying something from mclaren or even if it's art remember there's an element of i'm showing support like that's why there's a portion of the money that's it's a bit more expensive it's not uh because you're not competing with reebok or nike it's you know you're giving support so remember that that's 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 my final thought i suppose to think about it um so anyway yeah yeah, i'm just yeah if 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 a chat or people watching after in the comments has any uh any thoughts as to as to that kind of general rambling i would be interested and it would be helpful and there will be apex racing team merch for sale in 2024 for sure can't wait 2024 (laughs) is quite a long you know that is quite a long time but at some point in there there will be as long as it's before gt the new gran turismo grand their thought a game then then we're doing well yes 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 um yeah hype hype grand theft auto 6 he uh, finally comes out yeah. um okay uh, i want to finish up with some uh apex racing tv clips as we like to do to generally finish up the show uh we are going to start off with um uh, classic as we see uh, lots of times on the late apex podcast is the good old srf's uh, spec racer ford and um just a nice little move from have I, my mouse connection on screen from this driver here from uh, from jean lynn as he uh, works his way down road america past a couple of corners that don't really exist and uh, makes a couple of moves yeah, nice. Is it this the Spec Ford? It looks yeah, Spec Racer Ford. Yeah, this is the thing that looks like an MX-5 when you're in the cockpit. That one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I like it though. But it's not Great done. Goal. He's still got another move to do as he goes up the hill and slots into that uh, second position. So yeah, like three positions made in like a corner and a half or so. So uh, yeah, the the Spec. Let's get off my calendar. That was a bad mistake. So the uh, Spec Racer Ford Weekend Warriors is um, yeah a cracking little series that runs here on Apex Racing TV each week. 
Uh, I want to next take a look at the Rikmatech sports car series. And uh, let's just jump back a touch on that because we aren't quite showing on screen yet. Um, but this was the final round of the Rikmatech sports car series, uh, round eight at Watkins Glen. And that is the LMP3 uh, championship leader in the wall in the final round. Uh, but fortunately for him, as we're going to see in a moment in the next clip, he says... His uh, main challenger in second position also had a bit of a struggle as well. So this is uh, Travis Schrenke who was challenging for the LMP3 championship and uh, puts it into the wall and loses the back end of his car as well. So I suspect, uh, I'm, I'm guessing from the context that, um, yeah, maybe without that issue there for Travis, perhaps he would have just about snuck the LMP3 win in the championship. But as we can see now, as we have a magic of timing that time uh yeah mike dam did indeed take the uh, the championship win for the lmp3 and travis shrinky yeah in second even though it says third there uh yeah super close like five points uh david just between the two of them uh of sort of 370 odds so congratulations yeah, to uh to mike dam there and uh, there were gt4 categories as well oh no mind i thought i was, I was gonna load nicely but uh there were gt4 standings as well but uh the website's not gonna show it so oh, there you go. maybe kev copeland won gt4 pro uh, i would guess and maybe gt4 and perhaps was won by leonardo dragotta uh and which if he did win gt4 am and congratulations to leonardo because he has had a couple of coaching sessions from apex racing academy in the last few weeks so i hope that helps <laughs> um yes. what else do we have clip wise we've got one more clip uh, in fact two more clips the next clip is from the Apex Racing Academy Super Formula Series, and this was a little bit of a tricky start for. Like a fun car, this. It's great. Um, I I'm going to pause it for a sec and come back. Um, it's great. Uh, I traditionally am a single seater driver when I was not retired or whatever you want to call it, and uh, yeah, I jumped in the car to see what it was like when it was first released, and yeah, it's fabulous. Like it, it felt really, really um easy to pick up but then you could feel it was going to be challenging and and all the things that you want but yeah fun like much you know much better yeah. than than the modern f1 cars or whatever that are on the platform you don't want to jump on any of those uh, super formula no, yeah. yeah if you're if you're looking to you know take a step up from f4 or something yeah super formula is great and um and yeah let's go back and up. have a look at, at the start <laughs> from this car oh it's a big step up but um <laughs> like it's not as intimidating as like the f1 car with all the yeah. all the other you know, gadgets you have into manage and, and electrical systems and stuff right but yeah this yeah. is a uh, red bull ringing in as i head up to uh, to turn one at the start of a lap and unfortunately a spin from uh, from yeah alacono and um and he was or is the championship leader so um again big issue for uh, for him and uh, yeah a few cars unfortunately caught up in that and then to finish uh, it wasn't originally on my list david but i wanted to just have a quick look at that frankly shocking gt3 start oh. from uh, from your broadcast a couple of hours ago since i uh, i caught it as well so um yeah let's have a quick uh, quick look at what went on there so yeah this is at uh, virginia international raceway in the arl gt3 trophy beginning of the race as you can see pace car has just peeled in and um watch these two cars here to start us off well, I mean, obviously you've seen it, David, but I mean, yeah, YouTube chat, watch those cars. That's where you're looking. So, yeah, car pretty much on the grass, trying to make it kind of three, four wide. And then, um, I don't know if you called it in commentary or not, but it's a little bit of a tap then in the rear, which is what causes the Ferrari Ooh. to spin. 
and uh, unfortunately just rolls straight back onto the track and we're about to see a great camera angle of the whole track basically getting getting blocked right yeah it looked like obviously there was two mercs in it it looked like one went for speed and the other went for the inside line and the tap on the rear just sent him flying um it's it is always hard to judge if 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 they're holding brakes correctly without studying the footage yourself because yeah. you know sometimes the speeds are so high anyway um but yeah, I mean, the rule is you've got to be on the brakes. It's just a shame the grass didn't absorb the problem. That's what usually happens at VIR. If something yep. goes wrong in that corner, it 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 goes off the track. And then, you, yeah, but, that's a shame. But maybe that was more historic, right? Because again, like back in the day, you touch the grass and you'd just be going for another couple hundred yards, not being able to control it. Whereas nowadays, True. maybe not quite so much, right? So, True. yeah, it's... Yeah, um, Road Atlanta. I, Road Atlanta, I was there recently doing the bop and I went off in T1 and... Yeah, usually you're in the wall. Now you can steer right and pick up the corner before T2. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, not wrong. So yeah, so those were our uh, our clips from Apex Rays and TV. Do you know what we should do? How much of a rush are you, David? Do you want to get away or are you kind Zero of okay? Rush. All right, awesome. Well, I even had pizza, mate. That's tradition. Here's what will be much more sensible, right? <laughs> Let's watch all together. How long is it? Oh, it's seven minutes. Let's all watch together the curated Clips and highlights from November 2023 produced by Sam Fitzpatrick. Uh, let's start at the beginning, that would help. And, um, and yeah, we've got a few uh, few clips uh, available. So, yeah, if you want to watch this, this is on the, uh, obviously, the Apex Racing TV channel. And, um, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll just let it kind of play for a moment and then we'll, we'll wrap up the podcast in, uh, in a second. Yeah, I saw that clip. Obviously, you must have seen it when, you know, the week before it happened. Defensive, good positioning. Yeah, this, this is back Amazing. in the Rick Matek, uh, Rick Matek World Challenge. Oh, what a move. I like Monza. I, I I get it. I know why lots of people don't, but I've always enjoyed this track. Yeah, I, I definitely like Monza. I just, I just yeah, chicanes. Uh, uh, if it wasn't for chicanes, I'd, I'd be happy. Like the Lesmos, yeah, obviously fantastic, yeah. and uh, Ascari and everything, right? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun track for sure. Uh, this looks like the Apex Racing Academy Porsche Cup at Bathurst. I mean, um, that's just asking for trouble straight away, right? Uh, what, uh, we've got to see. got to see a track blockage surely on this one. Yeah, oh, this is a tough track, and this is a tough car, so I can't imagine how challenging it would have been. Oh no, this is um, this is Solomon in uh, second place who's going to make this move on Nold. Yeah, there we go. I remember seeing this one. So yeah, no track blockage, but just a, a crazy move in the middle of the uh, yeah. the mountain there. Uh, oh, here we go. We like this one. Yeah, unfortunate. This is the sad moment from Nick, who was having... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Sam God. giving us full effects. This isn't me. This, is the... this isn't Sam's fault with the editing. Not me uh, drawing it now. But, um, yeah, that was a bizarre, bizarre race, right? Red Bull ring, just everybody struggling on pit entry, either cutting the uh, line going in or just pit lane speed limiting, right? Yeah, there's a few tracks in iRacing where the rules are different. Like, because... Watkins Glen, we ignore the white line. Yeah, you know, we're on the left-hand side of the track and we cut in late, and that's fine. Red Bull Ring, Brands Hatch, um, there's a couple of tracks where, for some reason, the white line is enforced. Like, a crazy amount enforced. I.e., oof, what a save. One or two tyres over, 40-second penalty. Where, like we say, um, Sebring, Watkins Glen, we do what we want. We do it however we want, as long as we're slowed down before the pit, entry, the pit line the rules don't apply. So, I mean, I would like to see a clear-up inconsistency. I don't really care which way they go. 
Yeah. Um, as long as it's consistent. Yeah, exactly. People just need to have a an easy time of understanding what's going to be allowed and what's not, right? Yeah. Because for your S brand hatch, I, I had a shocking qualifying and I knew I didn't think I'd be able to uh, get back through the field. And I went from like 17th to 9th in the pit stop phase because everyone served penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hats off to peak up drivers at the Nordschleife. Yeah, I know the, the first section of the Nordschleife really, really well. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. <laughs> this, a, this track's claimed my soul many times in endurance, yeah. unfortunately. To the point where, yeah, I actually fear the track in endurance. I just, I always have the confidence, but I just feel like I'm going to let someone down at this track. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I, yeah, I, people that can really, really get round that track here are just on another level. So for sure, this is a uh, the BRSCC Winter Esports Series. So great to have the BRSCC back. If uh, international viewers don't know, they are the the British Racing Sports Car Club in uh, the UK. Run a number of real life. Uh, race circuit competitions and great that they're running a couple of esports series with us over the last couple of years so um yeah mx5s i'd love to get into more mx5s i don't know why i don't race it more i mean every time i yeah. drive the car i have fun exactly like you just get great racing right so um no i agree no reason why not um yeah mx5 is very much good fun as uh, again most i racers know having most likely gone through that oh that was a send oh. yeah Oh my god! <laughs> he got oh, oh it's Will. Oh, okay, uh, he got away with the first send, but the second one, I'm not sure. Run PCC a night in chat saying I'm not sure. I thought PCC just belongs in clip highlights. Yeah, I, I I'm agree. A multi -class, I'm a multi-class driver. I love multi-class. That's my element. PCC like, ain't multi-class. Yeah, it's only real multi-class. <laughs> yeah, not not that. Whatever that is. I don't even know what's going on when I watch a YouTube highlight. But no, I do love multi-class racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more positive webcam clip that time from uh, from Remy Fontaine in the, the prototype championship for ARL. I love that. I love that he's done the work on getting a little kind of uh, you know border and stuff for his webcam as well. Uh, David, he's done more work than me, mate. Yeah, yeah, same, same. <laughs> Season has been oh, oh, no. Oh, he saw the funny side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, LMP3s. It's a shame to see that car uh, dwindling. Um, it is brilliant yeah. to drive. I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but LMDH came at a similar time and... It, it doesn't stand a chance. No, no. I can never oh, tell. Is this oh. a skip Barbara? Oh my god! Or a Formula a, Ford? It's a Formula Ford. Yeah. Okay. I need to. Uh, I love this car, but I'm. I'm just. There is no way I'm a 5.7k driver in a Formula Ford. That's my issue. <laughs> I don't want a Smurf, but how am I meant to be a 5.7k? Yeah. Oof. Oh, there's no bus stop. Okay, I was thinking three wide. Wow. Oh, well, that's a hip check. Yeah. But no death. Yeah, someone's been playing too much Rensport there. They thought the, the content model would be good. <laughs> I, I do I appreciate watching Rensport races where they can lean on each other. It's something you grow used to liking, whereas... Obviously, in iRacing, you don't want to lean on someone. Yeah. Springboarded. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, the contact model maybe seems okay, right? But I just wish, I hope they get damage in super, super quick for, for Rensport, for like ESL and stuff, because uh, 
yeah, it just yeah. just looks a bit silly sometimes. I feel like, but um, but yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, this this is my favourite bit. Oh, Mr. Simpson on the left. Let me turn the volume quickly. Enough, so I'm at the same level. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved him saying that his, you know, his his feet were swinging the whole time. Like that, just that sent me off on that one. So that was good. All right, there you go. That wasn't uh, that wasn't too bad. Sorry about the bit of dead time for uh, podcast listeners, perhaps. But uh, I don't know. We kind of entertained ourselves, and we only lost <laughs> ten people watching on YouTube. So maybe that was a worthwhile experiment <laughs> to discover. Um, right. So um, yeah. So pretty much that wraps us up for today. I very quickly want to um, confirm what is coming up on Apex Racing TV in the next week. And actually, that calendar I accidentally shown earlier, that was a fine calendar to show because that's just our broadcast calendar, not my calendar, thank God. So, um, so yeah, so here's what's coming up on Apex Racing TV over the next few days. Very quiet tomorrow on Saturday. Then uh, on Sunday at around uh, so three o'clock there because that's when we're getting there. But half past four, we're going to have the championship uh, champion motorsports um, IRTES endurance series, uh, which is going to be run from the uh, from the broadcast with uh, well, me in production, David and you uh, up front. I'm afraid. Um, yeah, that'll be a good one to uh, to do. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, like. Uh, uh, LMDH and GT3 off the top of my head I'm questioning myself but that type of format and uh, yeah like four hour endurance race and uh, yeah the season last year was really really good on Apex Racing TV and they are starting off round one with a, a broadcast in the studio which is uh, yeah which is great that they're making that um that uh, uh kind of step up if you like to to us providing a like full production uh, and yeah, then we brilliant. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Then we have the uh, the Weekend Warriors Week 13, as you can see it is here, look, Week 13, uh, runoffs at uh, 7 o'clock GMT. Uh, that's running two hours. They're running uh, two different races in three different cars. So it's going to be the Formula Ford, the Formula V in one race, and then uh, before that or after, I think before the SRFs again, Spec Racer Ford. Then on, it says Tuesday, because it's so late in the day, 1 a.m., so Monday night if you're you know, USNA type of viewer, but yeah, 1 in the morning, Monday night, Rick Matek, final round of the World um, Challenge. So um, yeah, that was some of the clips we saw a minute ago. Then the Apex Racing Academy Porsche Cup at 8 o'clock GMT on Tuesday night. Then look at this busy day on here, um, David. Uh, so 2 in the morning yeah. uh, on Thursday morning, we have S1 Racing, which is a GT3 series. Then we have a special from AVL Racetech. I'm waiting a few more details, and we'll try and then promote that a little bit. But they are going to have uh, a couple of probably German, I think, pros, uh, real-life drivers competing in that race. And kind of the point of that race is come and see if you can beat a pro real life kind of driver. So, yeah, the pros will be kind of highlighted in the timing towers and stuff. So we'll kind of be able to keep track of them nice and easy. And uh, uh, last year it was GT3s. And I think this year it's LMP2 or 3. Annoyingly, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think LMP2. So, uh, yeah, that could be kind of kind of fun. And, um, yeah, you'll probably probably see some names in there that you, you recognise. So, yeah, great to have AVL Race Tech back again. Uh, then we have the uh, BRSCC uh, MX-5s again that we uh, saw a clip of a minute ago at 7.45 GMT and almost simultaneously from a different broadcast team, Apex Racing Academy Super Formula Series. Do you know what DWR might stand for at all, David? I probably not. Half D- eleven at night. Yeah, DWR. Dinner with Racers. They are a, I want to say, cultish 
podcast slash weird show about cars and motorsport in the US. Lots of lots and lots of US fans, and they put on bizarre, crazy events. Uh, Jonathan Grabowski in chat, if he's still there, knows very much what that was last night because he broadcast it. Uh, they did, um, uh, they did, they did, they did GTPs at some little tiny American oval track, like a half over, like a half mile oval or something. And uh, yeah, it was kind of chaos. And uh, last year, I seem to recall that they ran the Mission R that you mentioned before, along oh. with the uh, Skip Barbers on the same track at. I can't remember somewhere. So they do, they do really, <laughs> and that, believe it or not, as I recall, that race was super close between the winner of the Skip Barber and the winner of the Porsche Missionar because the Missionar has to sit in the pits for like twenty minutes and recharge or whatever, right? So they they oh, they had right. worked it out, and like oh, the Missionar would like lap it twenty times and then just sit in the pits for half hour or whatever. So yeah, that was uh, yeah. So that's uh, dinner with races. Yeah, yeah. If you kind of in- if somebody's interested in uh, kind of seeing what all that's about, uh, yeah, Google dinner with races YouTube and you'll uh, you'll find a YouTube channel. But yeah, kind of uh, interesting set. And then that brings us back to next Friday where we uh, will be back with the ARL GT free trophy. Uh, let me have a quick look at what track that is that you might already know offhand since you're talking about it shortly um, Spa I think is the next one yes you are correct Spa so yes yeah, so that'll be at Spa Sam that, will be um, impressed I've got something right no very good and uh, <laughs> and then also the Radical Challenge which uh, let's, re- let's rename it right now it is no longer the Radical Challenge it's now the Radical Esports Orts Orts Cup so that is the uh, yeah the official uh, radical series and um, yeah that will be back uh, oh, next Friday renamed, night yeah. at uh, twenty one hundred GMT nine o'clock GMT for you know Americans who can't do military time right um, <laughs> so uh, yeah so that's our our ARTV schedule for the week like I say busy busy Thursday a few other bits going on through the week as well um, thank you very much everybody to sticking with us through this podcast. Uh, yeah, hopefully um, Sam will be back next week uh, and you'll both be back in the studio. Um, that will be our last podcast then of the year. And I know Sam was saying maybe you can do the 22nd, but no, you you can have 22nd and 29th uh, off. And then the podcast will be back again on the 5th of January, Friday, 5th of January. Um, so um, if you kind of enjoyed this uh, kind of rambling and you've stumbled across us and yeah, give us a subscribe on YouTube. You can also find the podcast by searching for The Late Apex on your, um, yeah, your preferred podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I use Podcast Addict. What do you use, David? Um, I have to admit, of late, Spotify, because I went through a bit of a transition being an Android user and then switching to iPhone and uh, yeah. learning the iTunes, but I quite like the Spotify uh, podcast system. It's grown on me quick. And it's cool seeing me, uh, like, on it, like, I like it now. Yeah, I'm yeah. just sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're not, not wrong. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, I feel, yeah, I, I'm there with all these other things that I yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to. What's going on? Yeah. Exactly. So, um, no, that's cool. So, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, you want to, you have a long commute or something? Yeah, listen to chat about sim racing on podcasts. If you have a friend who, you know, listens to podcasts and they're a sim racer, yeah, give them a little nudge in a direction. You know, it'd be, I feel like there's potential in people wanting to kind of have a little weekly news update sim racing ramble so uh, yeah it'd be good if uh, if you guys can help us out with sharing it as uh, as we do as well so 
Uh, yeah, thanks very much, uh, David, for uh, for doing this and uh, GT3s yeah, you, earlier on. And uh, yeah, all being well with illness and things, I shall see you on Sunday for the championship champion yes, motorsports indeed. broadcast. And uh, hopefully the viewers out there, we will as well. And uh, yeah, that will wrap us up for the late Apex this week. And uh, yeah, back again, 10 o'clock GMT next Friday on YouTube. Um, all right. Thank you very much. We'll leave it there. Bye-bye.